DJ Blake back with another one. Forget about me My friends say I'm not good for me You cancel our plans daily You're not who I thought you were You're everything I thought you were You're a fiend And forget This is DJ Blake, and my next guest has been performing since he was 12 years old, produces his own music, and is about to give Ed Sheeran a run for his money. Introducing Xander Corbett. I know it's hard, and the world can be so dark, but no one shines as bright as you. Welcome back, everyone. This is DJ Blake, keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip-hop news and sneaker talk. And today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Xander Corbett. Thank you for having me. <laughs> there we go. So I always like to ask this because some people have stage names, some people don't. What made you decide to stick with just your normal name? Um, well, originally I started with just Xander. Like that was just my thing for like the first two or so years of me making music. And then I wanted to just like completely reinvent my sound and everything. So I mm-hmm. just, I kind of threw on my last name and I was like, I want to rebrand myself because yeah. like I can't. I couldn't stick to a stage name. Right. If I were to change my name, I know I'd change it like every other album I do. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't. I might as well just stick to myself so I can just... Same. DJ yeah. Blake. Sim- simple and straight to honestly, the point. Honestly, it's sh- <laughs> straight, straightforward, honestly. Yes. So tell the audience what type of music you focus in. 
That's a that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I try to just kind of go everywhere I can at this point. Like, I have a lot of demos that are just in the vault because they didn't work out vocally. Mm-hmm. But I try to go for any sound I can produce at this point because mm-hmm. I just want to just do anything I can. Right. At this point, are you more? Do you mix your own music and master it, or do yeah. you have a producer? How does that work? Yeah, I just I do everything from my bedroom at oh, this point. That's pretty hype, though. Honestly, it's it's fun. Yeah. No one's there to, like, I'd feel uncomfortable if I had, like, a studio engineer mm. sitting there while I'm, like, yeah. just pouring my soul out. And I'm like, hey, can you stop that? Can we start <laughs> like, I, I'd feel terrible. Like, yeah. I'd feel kind of awkward. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to work alone. Like, that's why, like, for big radio shows, they usually have, like, the first mic, second mic, and sometimes they have a third mic, you know? Yeah. And I just... I think it's better just to have be on your independent and be on your own in a way. Right. You know? It's yeah, it's a good time and then I, I had one person, my friend Tobin helped me produce one song off my last album. Mm-hmm. And so I went to his house and I recorded it with him. And that's like the one time I was like, This is fine because he knows me. Like right. we're very close. Yeah. We know a lot about each other, so I was like, That's okay, like I'm willing for this, but like it was still, like, there's that sense where, like, if I messed up the words, yeah, I'm like, fuck. Dude, I know what you mean. It's <laughs> I'm so like, funny. I promise I'm, like, <laughs> I promise I'm not dumb. I just have, like, two brain cells at this point. Yeah. And they're just bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> what made you get into music? Um, Basically, like, when I was younger, the only thing, like, this is the only story I have mm-hmm. that, like, anyone tells frequently is, like, I s- literally sat down and, like, Shania Twain's Forever and For Always video was on the TV. <laughs> I just sat there and I was like... That's the one time I sat still as a child. And, like, my mom always listened to Prince and, like, Pink. And, like, she, I just grew up around a bunch of different music. And, like, mm-hmm. my sister was going through her emo phase. So, like, I got, I got that. <laughs> I got dipped into that all the time. So, like, I kind of didn't have, like, a specific reason. Mm-hmm. I just, like, at one point I was writing music. And I'm like, why don't I just try to put this out sometime? And then... Yeah. Alas, I just kind of did it one day. Yeah, you're in Seattle, you know. It just, it just happens. Right. Seattle like, breeds like, you know, musicians. We're here, so. <laughs> and dude, Shania Nate, Twain, she has like the most unique name in the entire world. I love her so There's, much. There's like no other Shania, really, I swear. For real. I don't but, think I've... <sighs> I think I've heard of one other Shania. <laughs> but that could have been legally changed. Like, I'm <laughs> exactly. Not, I'm not here to name. judge your decision, but <laughs> 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 shit. So do you, say, do you say you get inspiration from her then, or just... Yeah, I get... The thing is, I get inspiration from so many people. Like, mm-hmm. I removed my first and second projects from all streaming platforms because, frankly, I'm embarrassed of them now. But what? my very first one was very heavily inspired by, like, the Flaming Lips yeah. and, like, Miley Cyrus. And then my last, my, my second album was just a cover album, and it was a bunch of acoustic covers because I just yeah. learned how to play guitar. And oh, that's, I was just down to just do that. Yeah. And then. My now first album, Stitches on a Broken Heart, that was very... When I was writing that album, I was listening to a lot of, like, Lord Huron and Johnny Cash and shit, so, mm-hmm. like, that kind of comes out in some of those songs. Mm-hmm. And then, around the time I started working on my most recent album, Breathe, I started listening to Ariana Grande, hey, and, like... Nothing wrong with that. I started, like, dipping my toes and all this other stuff, but, like... Mm-hmm. I don't think I have, like, a very specific, like, inspiration for anything anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's all just... When you make albums and EPs, are you going for a certain theme per album? Usually, yeah, because with 
with my album Breathe, I started writing my song company, which is like now my biggest song. It literally is like twenty thousand streams or oh. something on Spotify. Never saw that coming. But, That's dope. Um, so when I started writing that, I was like, I want it to be like a message of hope, but also like, I don't really talk about like mental health or anything in my music usually. So I wanted to just discuss that for once, discuss mm-hmm. where I'm at in life. So like, it got kind of dark at one point. So I was like, Hey, I want this album to be like more of a dark yeah. album. So like, I made sure that like everything was like black and white. Everything was like upside down. Everything was black and like everything, like the background was always black. And then stitches on a broken heart like i wanted to do messages of like hope and Mm -hmm. like just like a hug forever is listening to it yeah and so it's like i took a photo of a polaroid i took on a hike because my friend was like you should make that your album cover and i'm like you're so right (laughs) and then i like put the polaroid like it's a photo of a polaroid on like my wooden cabinet that i don't use anymore Mm -hmm. and i like cropped it and put it into a white border so it looks like a polaroid within a polaroid and I was like, all right, cool, dope. We'll it's keep dope. that. Like, yes. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and so, like, that was, like, my light album. And then, like, Breathe was the dark album. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I like that. It's creative. <laughs> Thank you. How do you promote your music? I just, usually, I, well, with my first album, I just tried to promote the hell out of it on, like, Instagram and Twitter. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have that much going on for me back then. But, um... That album brought me so many new people because once I dropped it on Twitter, Twitter's such a scary place (laughs) because I started 2019 with, I think, maybe 100 followers. Yeah. And I have like 700 something followers. Yeah, dude. I don't even know how to use Twitter. I don't even stay away from that. (laughs) No, for the longest time. Like, it's sad because I didn't know how to use it for the longest time, but now I'm like, now I've been pulled in and I'm addicted. Like, that's the hard thing about Twitter is like, one minute you don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm hmm. And then everyone pulls you in. Yeah. But, like, everyone was sharing the album, and everyone's like, go listen to this. Yeah. And so, like, by the time I was ready to promote my album, Breathe, I was like, you know what? Y'all can take care of this. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to post yeah. every now and then. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not just going to not promote it. But yeah. I'm like, honestly, like, y'all got my back at this point. So, like, mm. I don't have to post, like, three times a day. Hey, reminder, I have an album coming out. Dude, I was talking to this other artist, like, a day or two ago, and he was saying... You get to a certain point where Instagram and, like, social media isn't even really fun, though, you know? Because, like, it's more of, like, part of your job to yeah. promote. And that's one thing is, like, the other night, I was just, like, I had a bunch of friends over for New Year's, and mm. I just dropped a song last night. Cause <gasps> What's it, it called? Was, it's called Goodnight. And oh. uh, initially, I wasn't going to release it. Like, that wasn't mm. part of the plan. And then it was the only song I have finished for my next album. And then I heard about Trump's impeachment and I was like, I got to do something to celebrate. Like, (laughs) I was like, whatever, like, fuck it. So I was like, in celebration of Trump's impeachment, I'm releasing this song. So enjoy it while it's here. That's crazy. And so like last night I was literally just trying to have a good time with my friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, one second, I have to make an Instagram post. And like, that's like, that's when you know that you're a, like, you're trying as a musician is when you have to stop the fun <laughs> to make a fucking Instagram post about the song that you yeah. just released. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you know. <laughs> that's, that's dope though, you know. I didn't. There's there wasn't really a lot of good holiday albums or anything around this year for some reason. Yeah, and that's one thing is like I want to every single year. I'm like I'm gonna make a Christmas album, yeah. and then like November comes. And I'm no, like, well, no, it's just too late. Like, <laughs> fuck it, because I don't want to be recording like. Dude. Slave bells ring in the middle of like July. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> we, we can't have Mariah Carey win every single year. Basically, though, dude. That's what I'm saying. Is like I gotta do something eventually. Maybe a Christmas song at some yes. point. But for now, nothing. I got. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so have you grown up in Seattle your whole life, or how did that work? Um, 
I've lived in Marysville my whole life, yeah, so okay. practically I I come to Seattle quite often. I do a lot mm. of shows down here, but um, I'm very, like, I wouldn't say it's farm town, but it's, like, kind of farm town. Like, that's kind yeah. of the area I grew up in, but I grew up in, like, the not farm town mm-hmm. side of the farm town, so, mm-hmm. like, I, I grew up fine, like, I... Yeah, I, I grew up normal, guys. Trust I, me. Somewhat. I, I didn't grow up as a horse girl, so I mean, no offense to horse girls. Though, you you don't have an alpaca farm like me. I wish. Dude, Dude I'm just, I have to tell you this. Like, the more I tell people, the more they, like, stop believing me. But, so my, one of my biggest fears for some reason is owls. I hate owls. They're, they're so, scary. They're scary. They'll attack they're you. So literally, I was, like, it's like three weeks ago now, and I still have to get a new emblem. I was driving in the back roads back to my house. This owl swooped out of nowhere. It hit mm-hmm. my car. No. It took off the emblem and then landed on the other side of the street. I was like, what the heck? Oh I freaked God. out. So I turned the car around to see if it was okay. It got up, stared at me, and then flew up my car again and then flew away. I was like, what the heck? Oh this- yeah, no. <laughs> There was, and there was no damage except my car emblem's gone. I'm like, no one's going to believe me that an owl took off my car emblem, you know? <laughs> Honestly, like, in, like, rural areas, I can definitely believe it. <laughs> like, especially here, but, like, that just reminds me. There was one time I was literally, I think this was, like, summer of, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just chilling in my house. Like, it was it was just a summer day, you know? I'm just, yeah. like, watching Adventure Time or whatever Adventure the fuck time. I did. And... Uh, <laughs> I hear like this flapping noise and I'm like, oh my God, because I remember I left the door open for my dogs and I hear a thud in the back, like in the very back and like, there's like my kitchen behind the TV room, which is where I am and there's like windows and I hear like this little thud against one of the windows and I'm like, tell me that isn't what I thought it was. And I look back and there's a bird just fucking flying around my kitchen. (laughs) No. And I tried to get that fucker out for like three hours. Man, when birds get in the house, it's over. It's scary. Like there's, there's a video. I have a video somewhere like hidden in the archives on my phone where like you can see a little broom handle just pop out from the corner and the bird goes and I scream. Like I literally scream like a full grown girl. Dude, <laughs> owls and spiders, that, those are my biggest fears of I, all time. Uh, spiders, are, <laughs> I can't do it. Nope. So you said, you're, you said you did shows? So how did that work for you? Um, basically, I, I wasn't very much in the Seattle area until like this year because mm-hmm. um, I was always playing like different like places that no one thinks to play like snohomish and like mm-hmm. mill creek i used to play this gelatin no not gelatin gelato bar <laughs> can't talk Ooh, gelato. but like it's like gelato <laughs> and wine um i used to play there all the time a winery over in marysville like i used to play like really random places like that mm-hmm. and then i got invited to play a show in the columbia city theater in seattle I was no way yeah no it was really wild because i was the only one that was a minor on yeah. the like thing so they were like yeah you gotta leave but like <laughs> come back for your set but leave immediately after your set Dude. so like they're like come through the back door like there was like a bunch of people roaming outside and i'm like i really don't want to do this right now like i like i'm so scared and then i ended up getting added to the set i mean not the the lineup of mm-hmm. another show at the Funhouse in oh, Seattle. Oh, dude, that place is so crazy. It's scary, oh, but it's so God. fun. It's satanic looking. Both the El Corazon and that place right next to it. Funhouse, those places look. Oh my. Yeah, gosh. no. Um, it was, it was something. It was an experience because, yeah. like, I'm like this little, I'm this little <laughs> boy who has never played like, I like, I thought Columbia City was like kind of scary. Like, I thought yeah. that was scary at the time, and then. 
I like entered the front door of the fun house and I'm like, am I sure this isn't like the back <laughs> It's awful like, looking. This is terrifying. <laughs> and like I walked in and like the thing is like I'm the only acoustic act on this like whole lineup of rappers. Oh, wow. And so I walk into the room and like Hi, there's guys. this moment where everyone kind of just <laughs> as I've like my guitar on a backpack thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Hi. And everyone's just kinda like That's so funny. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you how'd you get those shows like that? Just over time, you just built like a name, kind of. Yeah, I ended up friends on Facebook with this guy named Mike, and I hey. cannot remember. He kept changing his stage name. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> like I'm I'm not straight up like ignorant. I literally just can't remember like what his most recent one was. But he was like, "Yo, like I like your music. Do you want to play this show?" And so like a bunch like it was just like a whole like train of events that like. The Columbia City show was originally right. supposed to be in September, and it was supposed to be at the. F- um, it, so it was, many venues actually. Yeah, it was some random venue in Ballard. I can't remember what it's called, <gasps> but it was like strictly twenty one and up. Yeah. And then, they had some issues with one of the rappers on the lineup, mm. so then we had to relocate and like yeah. change the date. And so, like, I was just kind of chilling with that. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, like, that's what's up, y'all? But. Um, yeah, dude. it was, yeah. Dude, <laughs> ageism in Seattle is huge, because, like, it's, like, a 18 more towards 21 and up type city. Yeah, for real, and that's one thing is, like, I'm trying to plan a show in Denver now, because mm-hmm. I'm going over in June, oh. and I have a lot of people that are, like, oh, come to Denver, and, like, we're doing this huge meetup for a, a concert that I'm going to, dude. and so, I'm like, that brings even more numbers, and I'm looking through all these venues, and, like, I'm asking my friend who lives in Colorado, and she's like, oh, yeah, like, that's 21 and up. Mm. That's 18 and up. And I'm like, these people have kids. Like, yeah. they, like everyone everyone wants to come. Like, yeah. I, I want everyone to be able to show up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't know how these numbers are going to do, because so many people are coming. Like, I'm not yeah. even trying to be, like, I'm huge shit, but, like, people just want to support just because, yeah. like, I'm there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can find a venue that's, like, small enough for me but yeah. also big enough to fit all these fucking people so i'm yeah. like oh no <laughs> how old are you i'm 17 oh wow yeah I'm, i've been making music since i was like 14 i was wow. writing music when i was 12 but i started like really no i was 13 when i started producing yeah no i dropped my first song around this time when i was 13 what the dude? You look like you're 21. I get that so much. It's funny. Dude, I I haven't this this mustache you see here. That's I haven't shaved ever in my entire life. Well, how old are you? I'm 19. I'm a, I have a baby face. Okay, that's that's still valid. You you got time. I know Hopefully. people. I know people. I have friends that didn't start like growing facial hair until they were like 25. Man. So. Yeah, you look like a grown ass <laughs> man. That's funny. I get that so much. No, literally. It's funny because a lot of people think I'm, like, grown, grown, and I'm like, yeah. I just got my permit. And they're like, how fucking old are you again? And I'm like, dang. I'm a fucking child. <laughs> Do you see artists, some artists say that they get critiqued because of their age? Do you see that at all for you? Or is it more just venues kind of critiquing it? I've I've never faced that. It's weird mm. because, like, peop- I don't know how this happens, but people just, like, kind of like me. And I don't understand. <laughs> like, I hate, I hate to say that. I'm not even trying to be, like, I'm hot shit, because, like, I don't, I don't feel that way, but it's, like, I've never really... When I dropped my first album, mm-hmm. I was met with a lot of critique, not for my age, because that was still, like, a mystery to some people. Right. 
it was just like they were like oh this fucking sucks and i'm like oh. honestly okay i was like whatever like, damn you know at least i'm trying like yeah i'm like looking around i'm in like i was in middle school at this time <laughs> so i'm like I go, to, I go to my classes <laughs> and i'm like i don't know how many of these like i don't know how many of these people are dropping albums right now so like yeah i understand that like maybe my album isn't too standard yeah it's not beyonce or anything i <laughs> dropped an album and i'm 13 so like what about it like I just kind of roll with it, like, I'm like, whatever. But now, like, people, like, all the people that say bad things, like, I don't, I don't even see it at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I ignore most things. I'm really good at ignoring anything I want to ignore. Like, (laughs) not even blocking out the haters, I just ignore everything, like. (laughs) Do the dishes, huh? What? Straight up. (laughs) I don't think she was listening to that one, but my mom can definitely agree to that one. (laughs) That's so funny, man. Yeah. (laughs) Are you, do you go to high school right now then, or how's that work? I dropped out of high school to do a college program. Yeah, running started then, or is it different? It's, it's a different thing. I know, I don't know if every other college has it, I don't know how many people have it, but it's called Youth Re-Engagement, and Mm -hmm. it's for people that dropped out of high school, or like, high school just didn't work out for us. So, mm-hmm. like, I was... When I went to this program, you have, like, the set four classes, and I was, like, surrounded by these same people, and, like, I was surrounded by, like, 16-year-olds. I was surrounded by, like, people that are 20. Like, right. it's fine. Like, everyone's just here to vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. High school just wasn't the move for me. Right. So I just kind of took liberty into my own hands, I yeah. guess. <laughs> are you focusing on classes that might help you towards music, or...? I okay. I was trying, but I have done two music classes with. There's only one music professor, and uh. from what I have experienced, and from what I have heard from other staff members that I'm not gonna throw under the bus, um, he is not good. Yeah. And so like it's hard. I've had to drop both classes because I was not getting a good grade. And, like, I understand. Mm. Like, I was in band for the longest time. I was taught music theory. Yeah. I was literally spoon-fed that shit. So, yeah. like, I went to a music theory class. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm doing everything right. How the fuck am I failing? <laughs> and, like, I talked to, like, my case manager. We're given case managers in this program. He's like, oh, well, maybe it's just because he's not that great. And, like, yeah. everyone else around me is like, yeah, he's... Huh. not great and I'm like well yeah. at least he tried just at <laughs> like, least he tried <laughs> we're, all just, we're all just trying and that's what's important honestly <laughs> but it's all about making those connections no matter how old young new yeah. whatever it's. absolutely so that's what I want to do with this podcast like I definitely want to help you like connect with other artists and stuff like that yeah like I've connected like a rapper with a band for like a live stream stuff like that that's so cool like, it's just all about connecting because for other cities like Atlanta, New York, LA, even if they don't like the same people, they at least know who they are and they're yeah. supporting them even if they don't like them because then that way everyone succeeds. But people notice in Seattle, I don't know if you notice it, there's more like barriers in a way and everyone feels like they're the best, but you can't be the best if you're not there yet even. Yeah. But And that's like, that's one thing is like any local musician I find. Mm-hmm. I try to support them to the best of my abilities. Right. I have, I'm, I forgot how I even met this guy, but there's a there's a guy from like Tacoma area named Dusk, mm-hmm. and uh, I just hit him up one day and I was like, hey, I'm doing this show in Seattle. Right. Do you want to play a set? Hey. And he was like, oh sure. So he literally like, 
I wasn't expecting this. He made a whole fucking like bus trip. Like he was on like public transit. I'm like, yeah. that's a dangerous game to play in Tacoma, let alone yeah. Seattle. But honestly, good on you. Like you made it. I'm happy that you're yeah. in one piece. I'm happy that you're here. Um, I just and like he has. I don't know if they're like friends. Friends. I don't know if they directly know each other. They're from the same area. There's 2003, mm-hmm. and he's also. One of those that, like, I'm like, yo, if you ever want to, like... Yeah. Next time I'm playing a show, like, if you want to play a set, like, right. come on, come on down, like... Mm-hmm. I just try to, like... The thing is, like, no one's, like, no one's gonna rise up if you aren't willing to help everyone rise mm-hmm. up. And that's the thing is, like, I feel like local music needs to all rise up as, like, one collective unit yeah. instead of just, like, one person gassing someone up while, like, they're just like, oh, thanks. And, like... <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I think, like, everyone deserves the spotlight, and there's, like, not one specific spotlight. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is under their own spotlight, and that's that's what should be important to local music is, like, everyone is getting their moments, and everyone's getting that joy, and everyone's just getting to vibe with whatever yes. the fuck they want to vibe with. Like, if you want to do a private show of six, that's... You know what? Fucking do it. And if you want to play this whole theater with, like, a thousand, go for it. Like, go for whatever the fuck you want. Because in the end of the day, everyone needs to be happy with what they're doing. And everyone needs to just, like, feel what they're doing. Yes. And I think it's important to give other artists opportunities. Absolutely. But don't spoon feed them. That's the thing. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing is, like, I want like there's so many artists that like i would love to collaborate with Mm -hmm. but i'm also too afraid to ask because they're like they have a bigger base than me so i'm like i don't want to seem like i'm using them because like that's the thing is like i wouldn't want to use someone to gain off of them i would want it to be a joint effort where if anyone's gaining anything Hmm. we both are gaining but like yeah i just want there to be inequality here like that's all i want for everybody but maybe that comes to self-importance everyone's important you know yeah so definitely you shouldn't feel afraid to talk to people like my podcast has only been going for like four months right now and i've already got like big named artists like artists out of town inviting me to their concerts and stuff yeah you just have to be credible you know? yeah you just like, gotta be there having an album out that's credible not everyone could put out an album that stuff's crazy no matter how good, how bad it is to put down a body of work, yeah, more than one song. Yeah, you know? and that's that's one thing is like a lot of these local artists like the second they drop their first song, I'm like, <sighs> hello, I'm like, what's up? Yeah, because <clears throat> that takes nerve as it is. Like my first song was literally like about my uncle who died, mm-hmm. and like I was shitting bricks while I was pressing the upload button yeah. on SoundCloud because I'm like, what if people don't like it? Like, what if it's a little too like deep? Yeah. And I'm like, what if, like, what if it's just too much to handle, like, and now I'm just <laughs> casually dropping songs about how much I literally wish I didn't exist. So there's that, <laughs> oh, like, no. we've really moved up in the world in a way that you, we <laughs> shouldn't way. move up, but I mean, it's, it's a way that we moved up, I guess. Yeah. What inspirations do you get from Seattle as a whole? Honestly, it's funny that you say that because I never, I never looked to Seattle for inspiration <clears throat> that much. And I don't mean it in that way. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, I've never thought about it. Like, I've never... The only place I've ever felt, like, inspired anywhere was, like... I went to Ocean Shores once, and I had my guitar. (laughs) And I wrote, like... I wrote this song called Berlin that's off my first album. And... 
like once I was writing that, I was like, oh shit, like this is like this is like a favorite, and like good. everyone that knows it, like I don't know anyone that hates that song. Mm-hmm. Like there's some of my songs that people are like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, and honestly, I don't know how I feel about them either. I just put them out because like I felt it in the moment, and that's what's important. But Berlin's like one of those that like everyone kind of latches onto, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, like yeah. That's a way to unite everybody. Yeah. And, like, that's my favorite thing is, like, if I'm playing concerts, like, I have some people that will be in the crowd, like, they've never met other people that are in the yeah. crowd, and they're all just, like, vibing together to a song, and I'm like, this is what it's I exciting, want. Like, dude. I just want to see people vibing, honestly. Right. So when you make your music, do you focus more on uh, organic instrumental feel, like, with actual, like, acoustics, or do you focus on electronic sound? It's very dependent, like, with my album breathe i wanted to go for a more pop filled mm-hmm. environment so the first like couple songs i worked on were very electronic instrument instrumentated mm-hmm. i don't know words <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't know words <laughs> but um i ended up throwing some like acoustic songs on there mm-hmm. because like ultimately acoustic is what works best for me <laughs> Partly because I'm super fucking lazy and partly because, like, that's just, like, what I've felt. That's what I did for the most out of my career so far was, like, I've done mostly acoustic shows. Mm -hmm. And once I had learned how to play guitar after I dropped, like, an album that's almost all on a fucking keyboard, I learned, I, like, just started playing all these shows with the guitar. So, like, then I did a whole acoustic album with a bunch of acoustic covers. And so, like... I was doing a bunch of acoustic shit and like whenever I abandon that I'm like and then like I throw something else to just even it out and I'm like okay we're fine like being creative is important yeah and like I want to just get any sound I can out like Mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom about this one day I was like if I could if I had the ability to right now I would do a punk song if I could like just on the next album because my goal for my next album is just to make not a single song that sounds the same as yeah Like, I don't want there to be, like, a general theme. I want it to be, like... I'm playing... The way I want it planned is, like... I'm... I already dropped one song, so that kind of ruined my original plan of not dropping any singles before (laughs) the album. But I want to drop one song with a video, and then, like, a week later, drop the album. So that, like, no one knows what else to expect. They have those two songs. And I already have the song working like it's already in the works so like it's already significantly different from goodnight yeah so i want that to be the lead single with the video and then i want the album to just like every other song is completely different from the other song so like they never know what to expect yeah that's dope like that's all i want at this point that just sounds exciting you know? <laughs> like i'm i'm stoked about it and like i have like what three songs done yeah and i'm like all right let's fucking go right. like 2021 you know hey. like it's coming how long do you like to keep your albums um it really depends because with my Stitches album, I started dropping songs because like I was I was so eager to just put shit out and like I finally learned how to put my shit on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, let's just like get shit out. So like I dropped three songs and then just an EP and then all of those songs from the EP made it on Stitches, but almost two years later. Yeah, like I yeah. dropped the album so late because I was just working so slowly on it yeah and i dropped like eight singles off the album so like everyone already knew like everyone already knew most of the album like there was no surprises and then with my album breathe i released two songs before the album 
And I was working on that album since, like, from February of 2019 to maybe... Originally, it was supposed to be July, and then I lost half of the album. Oh, So then, like, (laughs) I was literally dropping the second song off the album the day that I was, like, at my friend Tobin's house Mm -hmm. recording the final part to the album. And I'm like, okay, finally, Mm -hmm. like, we can just get this fucking show on the road like yeah. i was like because originally i promised my friend i'd drop an album on his birthday mm-hmm. and his birthday fell on a friday in september this year hey. so i was like okay perfect i yeah. was like let's fucking do it so i was like all right i gotta do this and then i lost half the album and i'm like how am i gonna recuperate all this so i just dropped two of the songs like yeah. i literally completely just like crossed them off the album and i was like i'm not even gonna yeah. try with those like i have eight songs that's just enough put it out there we go but <laughs> with this album i already promised myself i originally promised myself i'd be taking a break from dropping music until 2021 oh man and then i already fucked it up because i can never stick to my own word when it comes <laughs> to that but um yeah i'm gonna be holding on this t- mm. i'm gonna be holding on to this album for at least a year does that affect you though holding on to music and having that much time to listen to it over and over honestly i don't i try not to listen to it that much because i get really yeah. irritated with myself very easily <clears throat> um with Stitches, my first album, I overthought the amount of time it would take to like process everything, but I also wanted to do an album release show, so I had to book that and promote that. So I held on to the album for a good like five months before it actually dropped, and I had already leaked it to like half <laughs> of the people that were going to listen to it. <laughs> so like I kind of fucked myself over there because there was no like element of surprise. Like, yeah. 18 songs, everyone knew every single song because I had already sent them the album. Right. But um, I'm definitely, like, this next album, I'm trying to keep it as under wraps as I can physically handle (laughs) without just, like, dying or whatever I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you figure this out all on your own? Do you have people telling you this is how you should figure it out or just fail and start over? Yeah, I just kind of go at it, like, however I want. Like, I have, like, a note in my phone of, like, I want this to be, like, the map out of, like how I want there to be like on this date I want to post this on social media to tease the fact that the album's coming I want a music video preview on this date and then the music video to drop this date with the song and then album on this date maybe another video after the album on this date so like I know I'm never going to follow the dates ever that's not going to (laughs) happen but like it's a nice suggestion yeah it's nice manifesting (laughs) I don't think I manifest good enough to make it a reality but it's still like it's there to keep my inner peace because if I were like throwing songs together mm. without any general idea of when I'm gonna do anything with them, yeah, I think I'd like actually lose my shit. Like I wouldn't, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm not dropping any of it. Yeah, like, I'm either not dropping or I'm dropping it now, and they can just take it for how it is. Yeah, <laughs> like but yeah, no. You need a plan. You know? Yeah, I need to like plan out everything, and like I have. It's weird because I have that plan in my, like, phone notes, and then I have a notebook that literally I bought it from, like, Staples, and I wrote album number three on the cover, and I have, like, two songs written in there, and then, like, a plan, but I have, like, eight songs written in my phone, and then, like, a whole completely different plan in Mm. my phone notes, so who knows which plan I'm gonna stick to. (laughs) Got two plans. I have, like... Plan for 2021 and then like plan for if you fuck it up and your album has to drop in 2022. <laughs> like, at least I'm prepared for like yes. the worst. <laughs> so, what artists do you look up to? Like, what who do you gain influence from? That changes by like mm. 
the week probably because yeah. first was Shania Twain. Yeah, it was like Shania Twain. <laughs> I get a lot of inspiration from like Elvis, mm-hmm. Johnny Cash, um, Harry Styles' last album. Like, I've already found myself like latching onto a lot of the songs. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like there's gonna be elements of this. He's a good actor too, bro. He's, Dude, what was that one movie? That war movie he was just in? Dunkirk. Oh. Dude, that yeah, was, no, that was I want to, I want to see that <laughs> on one of my friends' birthdays with her. And, like, I was only there because Harry Styles. Like, I, <laughs> I literally didn't know what the movie was about. I was like, Harry Styles is in it. I'm fucking in. He was insanely so, good. That yeah, was... no. I was like, he can, like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to be good at acting. Mm-hmm. I already, like, I already knew he had songs that fucking bang. But, yeah. like, now I'm like, shit, like, you can act too. What can't you do? He was just on SNL, like, a week or two yeah. ago. <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a watch party. My friends and I, like, I literally, <laughs> I went to Little Caesars with my mom and I bought pizza and I had two of my friends over, and we just watched Harry Styles Dude, on SNL, like I'm dead. live and in stereo. <laughs> like that's Harry Styles for us at this point. That's awesome. <laughs> so when it comes to making music, what crowd do you think you fall in when you connect with other artists? Um, that's I don't know, cause it's it's weird because I have the kind of music where like whenever I think about it, I'm like I don't know which like genre of artists would appreciate this the most. Right. And I feel like most of the people that I have connected with musically, th- no matter what genre group they're in, they like it equally. Right. So, like, that's one of my proudest moments is, like, I have, like, that power of, like, just uniting everyone. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, a meme for a while when I dropped my song company. Someone made, like, a meme of um a bunch of people putting their swords in, like, the middle <sighs> of a table. And, like, it's, like labeled every single and like the middle is company by xander corbett and it's like all these people it's like mormons like whores virgins and i'm like okay i'm like cool yeah like i i guess that's like that's my one thing that like makes me proud is the fact that like i don't have a specific like base yeah it's like everywhere like a lot of people and like my Spotify thing. I was streamed in 69 countries this year out of 72 Ooh. that Spotify's available in. Dude, that's crazy. So I'm like, shit, like, I'm kind of everywhere. <laughs> I'm, not a bi- I'm not big or anything. But, but I'm still <laughs> but I'm still struggling to sell out shows in Seattle. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's the thing about shows in Seattle. You actually, that's where connections are really important. Yeah. If you try to set up a show without some el- someone else that's big also, you're going to like kind of flunk. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, but it's just how it works here in Seattle. For yeah. now, at least, it could change. You know, I've been I've been lucky enough. I've played the Rendezvous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there. I haven't. I haven't. They heard have of this it. tiny ass theater. Like the capacity is like forty something. Oh man! And so like I had that for my album release show. Oh yeah. And we sold the bitch out, and I was like, all right, right on, yeah. like heck yeah. And that was just with my friend Tobin, who, you know, I was like, honestly, like I, I you're on the album, so you might as well just be here for yeah everything else. So you know, if you want to play an hour long set, do it like go for it because mm-hmm. fuck it right yeah. and so yeah we <laughs> we managed to we managed to sell out the rendezvous and that was like my first time playing there too and I'm like this is wild. my first time like headlining a show in seattle too yeah. and i was like that's fire righteous dude. <laughs> i think it also quality over quantity sometimes like when i throw events now or like even if it's just a simple party i'm going to i honestly want to know if there's a theme to the party because it's easy to get someone in the room but to make them come back for another party. Yeah. Because if everyone's just staying in a room and there's loud music, like, what's the point? Like, I've thrown events here, and sometimes some of them have been big, some have been small, and, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just who's there. Yeah. Like, this is a, this is a, it's a decent-sized studio, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm just excited if there's someone I actually like who's here, you know? Like, that's what's 
makes things fun. Yeah. When you actually, if like for especially if it's an artist, like artists don't have to know each other, but the fact that you have that passion, of course, everyone's gonna start talking. But if yeah. you just throw in someone who works at Microsoft and like an artist, and then someone who's a librarian, and you just go like kind of all over the place like that, sometimes it's harder for people to connect. You know. Yeah, and like that's one thing is like, especially with shows like. I would rather have a tiny crowd mm. where, like, everyone has a good energy carrying, yes. like, that they're carrying, than play for a big crowd with, like, no energy. Because I've played them. I've played shows for strangers that are just kind of sitting there and they're like. Crickets. And I'm like, <laughs> anyways, I'm like, this next song. <laughs> but, like, I've played these shows where, like, I have some of my best friends in the front and I have, like, yeah. some of my biggest supporters just, like, chilling there and, like, my friends are like vibing yeah. with them and like everyone's just vibing and it's just this one big collective vibe yeah. and that's what i live for is like i would rather play for like six people that are just absolutely like and i don't want to be the center of attention i just want to know people are having a good time yes because it's hard to read that when people are blank faced just staring at or you on their phones the whole time oh yeah no I that's that's one or like when people talk over and like yeah. you can't hear yourself that's when i'm oh, like fuck am man. i am i bad am i <laughs> did i go flat is that why people are talking <laughs> Is, how was it performing for you? Is it scary? Was, was the first time scary and you had to work into it? Yeah, no. Um, I was, like, shaking going on stage at my yeah. first show. And, like, I've been playing shows since I was 12. And This guy. I, I would just, like, I'd either, I'd either steal instrumentals for, like, covers. Like, I'd only do covers. Mm. Or I'd produce, like, yeah. the covers, instrumentals, and I'd just perform with, like, karaoke and shit. That's cool, though. And then around... Age 12, I think, I finally, like, learned piano and, like, took it up, and we got me a keyboard, so I started applying that, and then I had a bunch of guitars already, so I learned that around age 13, and then really, like, took off, and wow. I started, like, getting more serious about, like, putting my all into shows. Dude, that's crazy 12 year olds making music performing i know I it's funny because like that. i never think i never think about it like i never <laughs> i never think about the fact that i've been making music since i was 12 like i, I don't see that as weird until i process it and then i'm like wait a minute I'm like i was watching like cartoons all day or something well i was too i was i was ignoring my math homework while like <laughs> watching cartoons and shit like don't don't get me wrong i have i don't not have almost every single season of adventure time on dvd like <laughs> are you kidding me like but oh, yeah man. no i never it's once i start talking about it, i'm like wait a minute like wow. i was just vibing at 12 like i was just, <laughs> I was just getting lost in the sauce at lost age 12 in the sauce. that's crazy well what is there's what is something that you want people to know about you that they can't get through your music i i really don't know that one because the thing is like i put like i put as much of me as i can into my music wow to the point where, like, I'm very vocal about, like, everything. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's one thing is, like, I hadn't made any, like, political stances or anything ever, which, mm -hmm. like, I maybe I shouldn't have, but, you know, whatever. So that's why I took this opportunity to be like, yo, like, Trump's getting impeached. Stream my song. Because, you know, yeah. they totally, that totally goes together. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I kind of yeah. put, I put as much of like my pure honesty into my music as I can so I feel mm -hmm. like there's not a lot that people don't know about me that's cool 
it's kind of scary now that I think about it. Okay. But it's fine. Like, it's, but you don't, you don't it's sing cool. about your like social security card number or the credit card. Oh number no, right? absolutely not. Okay. Yes. I I can't even remember any of that. So like, I don't think I'd be able to. Like, even if I wrote it and recorded it, I'm pretty sure if I were to perform a song live where I'm like restating my credit card number like i can't even remember the fucking security code make it a jingle though you know i I struggle remembering like my pin sometimes dude i have to memorize all that because i lose my cards and my like wallet oh Oh, i've lost so many good wallets like i just so i have to memorize everything in case i lose it you know yeah you're like shit yeah but it it works out yeah no like i've been at the store before and like i I, like insert my little chip and i'm like that's my pin again. Well, Xander, <laughs> what are some advice that you have for up-and-coming Seattle artists, just creators, influencers? Oh shit, sorry. I, <laughs> no I can't let you finish the question because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> honestly, just, like, do whatever you feel is necessary. Like, in the end, if, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, that's what should truly matter. Don't, don't listen to what stupid people say online because they're just as insecure as you are. And, like, I'm not even trying to say that to be, like, fuck them, but, like, it's just, it's a statistic thing. Like, yeah. just don't listen to hate online. Just vibe out all the time. Just yeah. do whatever the fuck you feel is, like, do what you want. If you want to shave your head and reinvent yourself <laughs> for your next era of music, do it. Honestly, if you want to change your name, go for it. Because in the end, like, as long as you're doing what you feel is like yourself and mm-hmm. it's true to you and you love what you're doing that's what should matter that's true what are some final words you have for seattle i got nothing, <laughs> got stream, nothing. stream good night i stream guess good night. Shit. <laughs> and you just go by expel your spell your name out because that can be difficult yeah that's x-a-n-d-e-r and then a space i don't know if that's necessary but c-o-r-b-e-t-t there we go. What's the easiest way to contact you? Probably... Your social security number? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my phone number... No, I'm kidding. Um, probably Instagram, which is just my name with no spaces. Just Xander Corbett, straight up. There we go. Very straightforward. It's pretty dope. Unless well... Snapchat. I, I don't really check that often, but... It's all the same. <laughs> You're a silly guy. I like this guy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is DJ Blake and Xander Corbett. There we go. DJ Blake.